Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of the Anxiety Wad Podcast. I'm your host, Corey. Back at it again. Say so It's been a little while here, so I uh, see if I can remember how to do this. Took a little hiatus, uh, time to regroup, uh, do a few things here that I wanted to do. Um, actually had a competition this last weekend uh, for the Granite Games throwdown. Uh, team of three, uh, same-sex team. Um, we were Dwight Schrute's uh, gym for muscles. Um, it was me, my brother, and another guy that's uh, about a year older than I am. So it was we're a master's team competing with the Young Bucks. So we uh, improved each one of our workouts um, versus when we tr- did them in training. We, we tested them all out just to make sure that we were going to be all right to do them. And, you know, we all got out uh, unscathed, uninjured, um, only a few bruised egos on a few events. But other than that, it went really well. Um, our wives ended up getting uh, third place. And then there was like two other teams that did really well. It was just a, a fun all around event to be at for our uh, our members and you know seeing those guys go above and beyond. It's it's super um, inspirational and it gets really fired up, especially when uh, you know I, we were in the fourth heat and our other teams were in the first, second, third heat. So we got to got to watch them go before we jumped in there and did our thing. So uh, next up for me is I'm I'm getting a, an injection, getting PRP down on my knee. I'm an old uh, punter and kicker, and so my my quadricep patella tendon is is pretty banged up. It's frayed, and PRP is about my it's about my only option right now. Um, I've been doing a lot of other stuff. The last time I did it, probably lasted about two years. Uh, so I'm kind of doing a little bit reboot with my nutrition, working on some accessories. Um, I'm going to try to drop some weight here myself. Try to go for about 25 pounds. Uh, it's just a lot easier on my elbows and my shoulders doing CrossFit. Um, if you're just joining the show, uh, a little history about me. I've, I've had a couple of major surgeries, so I'm pretty banged up the way it is, but um, this is fairly minor to what I've had in the past. I've had a couple of neck fusions. I've had both my hips replaced and, uh, you know, just a few other surgeries here and there. And, you know, each time I've, I've used CrossFit to kind of both prepare for surgery and to uh, rehab surgery, um, you know, CrossFit's infinitely scalable. And so it can be used for any, you know, any um, set of uh, physical limitations or any set of parameters that you may have in your life. We can, we can scale it to uh, what your need is. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to a reboot. You know, I, uh, training for these events is, is pretty hard on my body. Um, I knew my knee, like the PRP from the previous one had worn off. And so I'm like, well, I'll just get through this competition and then, uh, get, get the shot done. And which, uh, I'm doing that this week coming up here. So as far as the show goes, um, I had kind of run out of ideas and, and, uh, questions and, you know, I went pretty hard and heavy there for 33 episodes, I believe. So it's, I think this is episode 27, uh, a full episode. Plus I had those wads in between and, uh, quick tips and stuff. So I, uh, do a little reboot here. Uh, today's episode is going to be on the top five things I have used to help curb my panic attacks. Like in the moment, um, if you feel one coming on, what is something, some of the top five things I've used to help curb those. And then I got a list of honorable mention things. So hopefully this episode will give you some ideas to, um, put some stuff in your toolbox to help you curb those panic attacks if you're still having those. The one thing that I will say though is it's very important to believe that what you're going to try will work. 
I, I, I'm a big proponent of the um, mind-body connection where, you know, if you say this isn't going to work for me, your body's probably going to be like, well, okay, I'm not going to really use it anyways, and then gets rid of it. So you have to believe that it's possible. Now, you may be in a spot where you feel like you'll never get rid of your panic attacks, and that's okay. Um, it, it's not um, permanent. Panic attacks aren't permanent. They, they subside eventually. Um the farther you get away from your last one, the less likely you're going to have one. And what I would say to you is, is believe that it is possible that you can manage these panic attacks. Um, because realistically, um, whether it's a, a trigger or a situation that is causing them, it's something in your habitual thinking that is creating that flight or fight response. So it's created from inside of our head. And anything that is created inside of our head or, you know, um, situationally brought up into our head, we can fix it. Now, it's not going to be easy, and it's not going to happen overnight, but think long-term. These things, you need to believe that they're going to help you in order for them to work. Nothing is hopeless. Um, that, that, That is something that I really struggled with is, you know, I prayed every night for three years and never got a response. Now, I still am a spiritual person. I have kind of um, unattached myself from a specific religion. And and more so, not that I am skeptical or bitter about religion or even spirituality or a higher power. It's more so that when that happened and I kind of pulled away from that aspect of my life, I started reading other texts and I started reading other avenues of spirituality, religion, belief sets. And so I'm more open-minded than just one specific religion. It's a tough word to say, right? Specific. Um, so anyways, it's uh, the belief and, and the thought that you can overcome these things that you have no control over is terrifying. And it's, it's a hopeless feeling that you can't stop your body from having these panic attacks. And I really understand that. And I don't want to op- oversimplify or negate the helplessness that you feel, but it is possible to learn to manage these things. And, and it, it starts with the belief that you can. That is the most important part of any of these things that I'm about to talk about is that you believe that you have the power over them because you do. It may not feel like it and you may not believe that, but you do have power over them. I'm a living testament to that fact. You can do this. So right now out loud, I'm going to say three, two, one, and I'm going to say go. And I want you to say out loud, I can do this. Three, two, one, go. I can do this. Because I know you can. I believe that you can. I had zero hope or zero belief that I could overcome panic attacks. I tried everything you can ever imagine to curb panic attacks. Drinking to excess is not one that works. Trust me. (laughs) That's only going to give you more anxiety and more pain and more unhappiness. So top five things that work. Number one, or no, I'm going to start with five. So five for me is exercise. Now there's a lot of chemical reactions that happen when you exercise. There's a lot of stress relief. Find something that you enjoy that you're going to want to come back to. Um, you know, obviously for me being a CrossFitter, I'm going to recommend CrossFit, but that might not be your jam. 
you know, I used to do kickboxing. I used to do Muay Thai kickboxing with like elbows and knees and like, it's one of the most violent, um, mixed martial arts. That's not mixed martial arts, but one of the most violent martial arts sports out there. And that worked for me at the time. I had a lot of inner, um, not aggression, but like frustration that, that helped me get out. And eventually when I got to a point where I healed, it just wasn't a fit. Like my personality, like when I tell people now that I did Muay Thai kickboxing, they're pretty surprised. Just, it just doesn't fit my personality, but it worked at the time, you know, and anything that gets you up and moving. Now, the one thing I will say about exercise is don't necessarily tie it to a goal. If you're trying to mitigate a panic attack, you know, this is offset from weight loss or offset from rehabbing an injury or offset from a lifestyle change. This is okay, I, I'm feeling kind of panicky. I'm going to go exert some um, some energy into this exercise to help bring um, a different chemical reaction to my body than the flight or flight, flight or fight response. I'm going to mess that up every time I say that in this podcast, just so you know. But exercise. I, what I used to do is I would go swim. Um, I'm someone that really feels at peace in water, and so I would go swim when I was feeling panicky. Um, the place that I was at, the rec center had a hot tub. So I would go swim like a hundred meters and then go sit in the hot tub for five minutes and just go back and forth until I was calm enough to, you know, breathe through my panic attack. So exercise number five. Next up is number four. And you've heard me talk about this a lot. Breath work. Uh, box breathing is not one that probably got me through a majority of my panic attacks. Now it's not the, the best one for me, but it helped. In, in combination with some of these other things, box breathing is you just inhale for a count of four or five, hold your breath for a count of four or five, exhale for a count of four or five, and then hold your breath out for a count of four or five. And you just go in that box method until you calm down. Um, Mark Devine is like seal fit, and he, he's the one that introduced me to that. And he, there's a lot of good information out there about box breathing. So I, I suggest that with any of these, do a little research and see if it's a fit for you. Because again, connecting to that piece of belief is going to make this the most effective remedy for you. And that's why I actually did honorable mention too, is because I want to give you guys as many options as possible because we're not all alike. We don't all think alike. We don't have all that, this have the same personality. We don't have the same comfort zones, etc. So Another part of box or another part of breath work is counting down from 10 and it's similar to like hypnosis and what they do in hypnosis is they get you relaxed enough into a suggestible state where you're open to suggestion and counting down from 10 is something that they'll tell you if you go to therapy or you go to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist or anything like that. It works if you believe it works and I, I didn't really use this one much. What I use this for was I would tie it to releasing some tension in my body. And so at 10, I would like contract the muscles of a certain area of my body and then I would let it go. And then I'd go nine and then I'd go to a different part of my body, eight different part, contract the muscles, let it go. And so I would do that over and over and it would relieve a lot of the tension I had because I, with my anxiety, I would, I would grind my teeth and I would get like really bad pain by my ear for my jaw and so I worked my way through some of that muscle tension. And if you're someone with anxiety, you probably have 
um, muscle tension headaches, you know, get them right up in your forehead. And so this might be a good one for you to use if you're getting a, a tension headache to kind of release some of that tension and, and do it with an inhale. And so you, you inhale and say 10 and contract everything. And you hold it for a second or two. And when you exhale is when you release that muscle tension. And so each count in, is a breath and hold it for however you want, however long you want. Just kind of make up your own mind on that. And then when you exhale, you're going to release that muscle tension and just do this over and over and over and over until you calm down. Um, the, the Wim Hof method is more so um, to get a physiological response. I, I wouldn't suggest that for uh, mitigating a panic attack because it does create a little bit of dizziness. It does create a little bit of a, a weird feeling. And if you're someone that has anxiety that tunes into the way you feel physically, it's not a good one to do. Now you can try it if you've tried everything else. Um, go for it. You know it might be the one that works for you. Um, and then there's one that's Piranayama, and that's that. I have an app on my phone that does that. And funny enough, like I just ended up using that for creating a box breathing um, timer. That I and so I, I really haven't got into Piranayama, but that's another one that you can look into. So again, tie it to the belief that it's going to work for you. Um, I never really got into meditation or breath work <clears throat> and I was at a point where I had to try something else and I was like well maybe this is the one and so I tried it and the breath work led to meditation which led to finding Wim Hof which led to cold therapy etc etc so give it a shot number three sublinguals and these are little droppers that you squeeze underneath your tongue the first one that I found that really worked for me was called rescue remedy and that's by box B-A-C-H. It's a little yellow um, dropper that I think there's, I don't even know what's in it, but um, it's probably like chamomile and um, there's probably a little bit of uh, alcohol in it. Um, but I would look at the, the, um, the ingredients and see if that's something that you can take. But this is something I used to carry in my pocket wherever I went before I got onto number two. And I'll get through that in a second. Um, and you can find that in any like pharmacy area probably Walmart or Walgreens or any kind of those stores that you look in the pharmacy and it's probably by uh, a supplement called Sam E. That might be another one to try. That's uh, anything that alters your mood it is worth trying. Um, you know, melatonin, you kind of want to cycle off and on, you know, seven to 10 days at a time. If you're someone that um, is having a hard time sleeping, that might be a good one to try. Um, but then another sublingual is the CBD. And there's thousands of places to go look for information on this. I actually did an episode on CBD um, back when uh, we were working with Dream State Meds. And the one for this is that it helps you calm down. And what you want to do is find the right dosage that works for you. And, you know, each, each bottle that you get has a, a milligram count on it and it tells you the dosage. And so I would test that out, uh, hold it underneath your tongue. And after you do that, you swallow it, but then you don't want to like take anything to drink or brush your teeth or chew any gum or take a mint. You want that to fully absorb underneath your tongue. And um, again, with number two, it's another one that you could put underneath your tongue. Your, underneath your tongue is the fastest way to get it into your bloodstream. And so uh, the sublinguals are something that really works. And I'm sure there's more out there, but those are the two that I've tried over the years that I've found that have worked really well. Number two, sedatives. 
And, you know, I, I, I did the episode about medications a while ago, and these are the ones that worked for me, like the general anxiety. I had way too many side effects. Um, if you don't keep using it, keep in contact with your physician. Um, if you're having a lot of side effects with the, um, uh, the uh, general anxiety medications, make sure you're talking to your physician and, and maybe cycling off those. Don't just stop those cold turkey. There's a lot of stuff that can happen, and the doctor will, you know, hopefully know that and tell you that. Um, but the, the sedatives that I used were lorazepam and Ativan. I've, I'm pretty sure they're probably the same same thing. One's probably name brand and one's gen- generic. Um, but they come in little one milligram tablets, and that's something I would just throw one in my pocket. And simply knowing that I had it in my pocket calmed me down because I knew that that would work for me if I was getting to a point of having a panic attack. If I was getting pretty antsy and I was kind of anticipating that, I would you know, break it in half and put one underneath my tongue to help me calm down. And man, I, you know, I, every once in a while I'll still use them and, and I'm getting to use them less and less. Like for MRIs, I still will use them. I used to have to be completely put under for MRIs, um, but now I don't have to. I can just take that lorazepam or flying. Um, flying is another one that I take that. And I have kind of a cadence where I, I take it at a certain time frame before I fly. And, you know, it just I haven't had a panic attack in many, many years. But simply having that stuff around is kind of like my my safeguard. But the reason that it is, is I believe, I have this 100% belief that that will work to stop a panic attack. And I think that's the biggest component out of anything that you learn in this episode is you have to believe that it can work for you. Now, you may not feel that way right now, and that's okay. But there will be a time that if you keep trying these stuff over and over and over, it's you have to make note of the little changes first. I know like we're the immediacy of wanting those panic attacks to end, but think about the little victories. Okay, my panic attack wasn't as bad this time. It didn't last as long this time. I didn't um, let other people notice as much this time or whatever. Whatever the little victory is, you got to count those because that's where belief comes from as a little micro success in the day-to-day struggle of a panic attack. And finally... For the top five, number one, and this was the most effective for me, was ice baths or a cold shower. Now, it sounds terrible, and people, every time I talk about this, people cringe. Obviously, it's it sucks, but what it does is it creates presence. You can't think of anything else but breathing through that extreme cold. And so everything else that you're worried about or that you're, you're panicking about is gone because you are so present. And it forces you to be present in that blinding cold. Now, you can get used to it by, at the end of a regular shower, turning your faucet to cold for 30 seconds to a minute and then turning it back to hot. It's just getting used to the exposure. It's like anything, like the first time you try it, it's not going to be fantastic. But think long term. If you can get to a point where you can tolerate a little bit of cold, immediately your panic attacks will go away. This is probably the number one most effective way to mitigate a panic attack is ice baths or cold showers. So like how, how willing are you to learn to manage your panic attacks? That has to outweigh not wanting to be cold. You know, we strive for comfort and we want to not have panic attacks to be comfortable. Well, 
a little discomfort is going to go a huge way to creating some healing in your life. I promise you this works. And if you're still having panic attacks, just try it and then try it again. And eventually it's going to be like, man, I just jump in there and I'm fine because you have to breathe through it. Like you can't just like not, you can't just keep thinking about what you're thinking about. Like you have to breathe through the cold because it burns a little bit, you know, and it's cold and it takes your breath away and all this stuff. It, it forces you to get out of your own head and focus on what is going on in your situation right now which is a correlative to how you want to learn to manage your anxiety. What's going on right now? What's true and real right now? What's in front of me right now? Because with anxiety, we're so worried about what might happen down the road or something that happened to us in the past happening again. It's not really right in front of us and we don't have to react to something that's right in front of us. We're worried about what might happen. So creating that immediate presence with an ice bath is going to be your number one way to get rid of a panic attack. Try it. I promise you it's going to work. I promise. All right. So let's talk about some honorable mentions. And, and these are some of the things that I've used over the years that, you know, I, I didn't use them very often, but they did work. Um, taking baths. Um, this was more so I started doing this when, you know, my body was achy and sore. I would take a bath with some Epsom salts. Uh, and usually those Epsom salts had some essential oils with them. Um, I would do the uh, incense, burn that, do some light therapy. You can buy these little light machines that put like waves on the ceiling. And just, you know, it's like, it's it's hilarious because, you know, I'm 6'3", 250. But like, I love baths, man. I love them with some Epsom salts and some essential oils. <laughs> you know, maybe I need to get a battleship so it looks a little bit more manly. But I don't care. I love them, man. They just help me relax. Uh, next one is comedy laugh out loud. Just, I want you to like, when you're done with this, and this is, this is hilarious because it, it just makes people feel so awkward is laugh out loud for like three to five minutes. Even see if you can get to 30 seconds or a minute, see how long you can do it. Just laugh out loud and see what happens to your emotional state. And if you're really looking for a challenge, if that was easy for you, look at yourself in the mirror and laugh, not at like how you look, but just laugh. Like it should be fun. It shouldn't be a dig at yourself and say, Hey, you know, Corey's got big ears and a big nose. <laughs> you know, I'm not laughing at that. It's like, it's just, it's so weird, but it was something that I learned in a group therapy one time is that, you know, laughing out loud, we all closed our eyes. So we wouldn't look at each other and we just laughed out loud and man, it was just freeing. It felt pretty cool. I don't use this one very often, just out of like the time in my day, I'm not alone much. And so I'm don't want to just start laughing and freak people out, but you know, really, I probably would. I probably don't even, I don't need this one anymore, but it's just a good one to try. Just laugh out loud for three to five minutes straight and see what happens. Um, another honorable mention was calming music. You know, any kind of spa music, yoga music. Um, it, if you're someone that music affects you like deeply, um, this would be a perfect one to kind of help you calm down is just turn that on, you know, and I've done this with my baths, you know, as I turned on some very calming music and got that mood lighting going and the incense and like, it's just fantastic. Um, another one is, um, positive visualization through meditation. Um, I'm a big proponent of meditation. It's, it's a game changer for me in my life. It helped me reframe how I think. Um, but you have to visualize your life without panic attacks. You have to visualize your life with being able to be in control of your anxiety 
And you can do this through meditation. And meditation isn't sitting on a pillow with your hands in the, you know, the okay symbol on your knees. And it can be if that's, if that's your jam. I just do it sitting on my couch with my eyes closed. Focus on my breath. When a thought comes up, I'm like, well, that's interesting. And I let it go. All meditation is, is learning to let thoughts go instead of grabbing onto them, holding onto them, white knuckling them, and letting them consume your day. It's just a practice of letting thoughts go. And when you're in these meditations, if there's something positive that comes up, explore it a little bit. What you want to do is let the negative stuff go, explore the positive visualizations that you may have, and learn to love those spaces and accept them and get more time under tension in those spaces. And then the last honorable mention is uh, reframing mantras. And so, you know, whatever a mantra means to you or ones that really resonate with you, um, you know, I use I am brave and confident still to this day. It was the first one I adopted. And, you know, when, when something comes up that's like real, real to me is uh, I am brave and confident. And it's usually something unexpected with my kids. And it, that stuff is so primal to me and it just, it hits at the, the, you know, the heartstrings of my life is my family. And so that's when I need that the most. And I'm like, I'm, I am brave and confident. I am brave and confident. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I am brave and confident. I am brave and confident over and over and over and over and over. And eventually your mind is going to believe it. With that being said, and this is something that I learned from Eckhart Tolle, there's two concepts when it comes to your mind. Or two sections, if you will. There's the knower and the thinker. And the thinker is loud. He is full of ego. He is prideful. He or she. Whatever, whatever you know, if you're a boy or girl, man or woman. Um, the knower is who you really are. So imagine that, if you will, you are the knower. You need, like through the meditation, through the breath work, you realize that the thinker is what takes over. The thinker is what causes anxiety. The thinker is what helps you panic. The knower gets silenced by the thinker, basically. So that's a little tidbit. I, Eckhart Tolle does a way better job of explaining it, but you are the knower. The thinker is what causes you problems. So what you can do through meditation, through mantras, is learn to lower the voice of that thinker so you can find space for yourself to be happy. As with any episode, please holler if you got any questions on any more of this. I try, I try to keep, like I could go on and on and on about these panic attack remedies, but shoot me a message if you have any more questions, if you have any um, thoughts or ideas or want me to expand on anything, hit me up on anxietywad at gmail.com. You can go to the, any of the social medias. Um, we're on there. And um, thanks for coming back. Got some exciting things coming up, so hopefully you guys keep listening and I'll keep recording. Have yourself a peaceful morning, afternoon, or evening. Keep coming back, guys. We're going to figure this out, I promise. We'll see you.